0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You're listening to the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station.
1: Well, I just finished saying that uh, she brightens the studio with her mere presence. Kelly Keene in studio with us, personal finance educator, consumer advocate. Who are you a consumer advocate for? Oh, let me turn you on. I hate to say that every time. Oh. It's never meant to be funny. He, but.
2: It is always so great to be here <laughs> on a warm you. summer day. Absolutely. Indeed. Indeed. Thanks for having me, gentlemen.
1: You don't do personal counseling anymore. I do
2: not. and I have, have not, not for first... 14 years. Right. That's right. right. But. But I always get amazing listeners when I'm on the station saying, hey, help. So by all means, reach out. We will point you in the right direction, but it just will not be with me.
1: Okay. Uh, Because that is the number one question we get after you're here each and every time is how do I hire her? Mm, Uh, But you cannot. So
2: kind. Unfortunately not.
1: All right. So uh, this particular segment, but I have a feeling the train will come off the tracks at any point and we'll go somewhere else. Uh, But you had suggested your five financial fails to avoid in the fall. There was a lot
0: of alliteration in that I,
2: I worked hard on that. Did you appreciate
1: it? <laughs> I,
0: I'm glad you read that and not me. I wasn't ready. If you were going to throw to me, I would have butchered that. Yeah, it's good.
1: So I'm going to take your notes and turn them upside down. Oh, and I'm okay. just going to uh, listen and uh, ask the most logical question. So what are these fails that we should be sure. trying to prevent?
2: Let me back up okay. and, and why I w- wanted to, to to bend your ear and your listeners' ears to talk about these fails. Like, not the usual, you know, pay off the credit card. We're always talking about Mm -hmm. I want to bring you something a little bit different. It's summer got to pick up the, the, the interest of someone drinking a beer right now. <laughs> oh, I um, was me. I'm working very, I have been, it, my, my, my annoying geeky passion is behavioral economics and the neuroscience of our brain because Whoa. we are, I know. I'm, are we I'm talking geeking, about finance? I'm geeking, out you, geeking out on you. <laughs> I, you know what, I, I, I listen to people across Canada for the last 14 years and I've been an educator and I think a lot of stuff we do with money, and I say we because me and Mm -hmm. It's not our fault. It's it's what's called choice architecture, which is like if you go into the kids' cafeteria, where the french fries are where when I was going to high school the um, the uh, rice crispy squares were always perfectly placed for me to buy them, right? Mm-hmm. Not a salad. And then you have things like our brain is hardwired for instant gratification. Our government has given us low interest rates because that's great for the economy and it means people are in a lot of debt and if I were here talking to you in the 1980s, you probably wouldn't be talking to me. You would just say, invest in a GIC you're getting 15%. Mm-hmm. It's simple. No one would put money on a credit card. So I'm just trying to figure out how do you help people? And I mean, I'm not, it's not like I'm a researcher. I'm trying to aggregate this information. And that thus is the conversation today of what are these things that we do that we don't even realize. And what it is, is the number one thing is traditional economics says that we are rational creatures, that we take information, we crunch the numbers. We Brad, laughing who's over doing here. doing <laughs> <laughs> This is what economics says, and this growing field of behavioral economics says, uh-uh. No way. We are irrational. We have time pressures. We default to what salespeople are selling us, uh, what the industry is doing, what government is nudging us for. And I think a lot of it's just not Canadians' fault. Um, so once we kind of realize that, but not letting people off the hook. Mm-hmm. So how do we, I wanted this conversation. Of course, we can derail it any way you like. But
1: Well, uh, th- let me stop you there for a second then, since you yeah. invited me to de- derail it. Of course. So the underlying message every time we talk is that a financial advisor or is a good idea and absolutely but I had and I don't want to identify the individual because he was great I had a financial planner on the show specific to a certain product um, to talk about that because uh, it was in the news and I can't remember why <clears throat> honestly I'm not a dumb guy yeah but I spent 15 minutes not completely understanding the product that he was selling and the various yeah. different variations of that particular product and to be honest with you i left dumber than i yeah i went in and you're not exactly but i you know and you felt it yeah i felt it and then you know the one message i got out of it was do your research and, and mm-hmm. read right mm-hmm. uh, but then you do your research and you think okay i think i know enough now to know that i need a financial right. planner right you just <laughs> come around full circle. confused
2: <laughs> exactly. exactly yeah Here's, here's the thing, I think. That, and there are some great folks out there that are, are better than others at explaining stuff. And yes, I, 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 disclaimer, I'm the um, consumer advocate for the Financial Planning Standards Council. And I think the gold standard is a certified financial planner. If you need a plan, I'm not one.
1: So that's a first step is somebody who's certified, right?
2: Exactly. But, th- but that
1: doesn't necessarily mean that...
2: Doesn't mean it's right for you. So right. there's legit... There's right for your situation, and then there's right for you, right? An investment advisor might be just fine if that's all you need. But if you need planning, you need estate planning, you need tax planning, you need someone to see your blind spots. Like, should you go into an RSP, or should you use that money to pay off the mortgage? Because, Kelly,
1: isn't part of the problem that anyone can call themselves a financial planner? Legally,
2: in Canada, yes, thank you, Andrew, outside of the province of Quebec, anyone right now, so it could be Earl Jones hanging up his shingle saying that he's a financial planner, someone's a financial planner. A guy planner. who
1: wants to sell you a whole life. A guy who wants to sell you property.
2: Or a, a guy that wants to befriend you and get you later when you or your parent or someone is in the hospital and have you sign all the assets to them. A whole host of things that I wrote a whole book on um, and did a lot of case studies on it about all these fraudsters and the red flag. So uh, we can give this resource out after as well, okay. but great uh, great website is FinancialPlanningForCanadians.ca. for canadians.ca. You'll See my face on that. It's a nonprofit organization. Okay. These are the people that certify financial planners, and we have qu- like all the questions to ask, not just to make sure that person's legit, but right for you. Okay, so, so
1: licensed gets you- rid of a lot of them,
2: right? It gets rid of exactly because of at least a see, lot of the bad ones. Earl Jones had no license. If you would have asked Earl Jones, this was the Montreal fraudster mm-hmm. that defrauded a lot of seniors out of a lot of money, and that really dugs at my heart when seniors lose their money because uh, they can't make it back. And if you would have asked him what he was licensed to sell, it was nothing. probably would have lied. So that's where you have to do your checking, and that's where you would want to go. The Alberta Securities Commission would want you to go to checkfirst.ca to make sure that that person is, in fact, registered. Does not make them right for you? But at least that's a step to make sure that you know, they're not selling you some kind of cryptocurrency land deal, gold deal, some some new wait, something. Wait a minute, are
0: those, are those bad?
2: <laughs> not all, okay, but like okay. so, you know, yeah. So that's the first thing.
0: So this website, when you go there, do you enter the person's name that has approached you, or do you enter a business and it'll come up either certified or or not certified, and then you can explore further? Say it is certified, it'll lead you to their website. You can get more information. Yes.
2: Yeah, so there's a few, and I wish it were I wish it were so simple, Brad, that you could just like go into one database, unfortunately, um, but again, I can point you to resources. So the Alberta Securities Commission is one thing to go and yeah, punch in the company, the person to see if there's been you know anything against them, any kind of legal action, mm-hmm. things of that sort. There's also the Canadian Securities Administrator. You can also punch in there or find out your provincial. But we're in Alberta. Um, if you have a planner and you're not sure about them, you can go to the Financial Planning Standards Council and you can punch in and see if that planner had anything. Against them, and you know what? A good old-fashioned Google search mm. will do a lot too. And then you just go Google the person's name or company, and then type scam, type fraud, type any- mm. complaint, type anything like that. I can't tell you when I was researching the last book, how many people that could not afford single moms, divorced dads, uh, seniors, whatever.
1: And that- how do they attract the, that particular demographic? Is are they cheaper, or do they offer big returns? I mean, what? Yeah. What's-
2: Uh, They always look for people that are vulnerable because uh, if you've gone through a divorce, you've had a death, you're a single parent, you're a senior, interest rates are low. Some people don't comprehend. This is why it's so important to educate yourself. And I know it's complex. And I know people in the financial industry aren't great all the time with explaining it simply. Not always. (laughs) No, not always. (laughs) But if you don't know that a GIC at the bank is only paying, let's say, 2%, and someone comes to you, I remember 14 years ago when I was in the industry, and I would say to a client, a prospective client, what do you think is a reasonable rate of return for us to get on your portfolio? And they'd go, and they'd be moderate to low risk, they'd go, you know, 10, 12% be great. I'd be like, really?
1: <laughs> just,
2: that's all? You just want to guarantee hey,
1: I'll take that.
2: 10, 12%? And then I'll, I'd be like, let's have a little conversation A couple here. more points,
1: I'll borrow off my credit card and invest <laughs> <Exactly>. with you. <laughs>
2: so, I mean, it's knowing and I mean, we like a lot of people in the industry will be like, if it's too good to be true, it's true. No, you don't know if it's too good to be true. If you trust someone at your church, your synagogue, your place of work, your golf course, and they befriended you, and they've been around for 10 years, and maybe they're a mule. Maybe, the fr- see, the fraudsters are in it for the long game. Now, we're on a whole different tangent mm-hmm. now, but... They're in it for the long game. They don't mind getting Andrew, getting Brad, and going, you know what, I'm going to pay you 15%, and then they do. Mm -hmm. And then they do it again, and then they pay you 20%, and now they get you to enlist all of your friends to go for the big kill.
0: Do they, these fraudsters ever go out and hunt for them? Like, you mentioned the golf course and that sort of thing, and you know, usually I'm the one typically searching for a financial advisor. Financial advisors are not necessarily hunting for clients, unless I would suppose, in this case, if you are a fraudster, what would they, what methods would they use in that case to track those vulnerable people down?
2: Uh, they'll use obituaries. They'll use uh, stories they'll use um, they'll use other professionals sometimes knowingly or unsuspectingly. Uh, one case that I researched well, they had a, a mortgage broker that I we still don't know if she was in on it or if she was a mule. I mean that's the thing too Earl Jones had bankers helping him out lawyers helping him out so another thing too is when you are looking to deal with someone you want it in writing you want to ask questions you want to empower yourself you want to ask things like what are your you know your education your experience who oversees what you do again that website i mentioned there's a whole all the questions there if you get any resistance of giving you something in writing, of giving you something to take your time, you know, buy now, mm-hmm. uh, right? It's guaranteed 8%. That might not sound like a lot, but if you can only get 8% two, sounds good. Right? Sounds like yeah. that. no risk, whatever. Anything like that, these should be big red flags. But I, I mean, I'm saying this and we're just sitting here talking, but if that really is your buddy you've been golfing with for 20 years, sure. If that's the mom that you've been going to a soccer game with for 10 years, you trust that well, person. Well,
1: and Visa Mule, who's actually benefited, who's Got the and you, 10%. That, and, and then so you he go legitimately like, believes it. You're like, I it. got it. You yeah. got it
2: several times. They paid me back. So it's tough, but there's a lot of folks, a lot of regulators working really hard to just le- like keep ingraining this into people because, I mean, the government and a lot of organizations are talking about financial literacy and we're on here talking about paying down credit cards and doing this and saving money. And then at the end, you lose it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh
2: man! I so was, once we yeah. get
1: rid of the fraudsters,
2: right? <laughs> um, yes. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Now, well, we have to take a break. Of course. We move next to the legitimate Legit- people. To, absolutely. Okay. Cool. cool. Let's do that. Uh, coming right up. We've been uh, sitting and chatting, as we often do, off air with Kelly Keene. Uh, Kelly Keene as well. Uh, I'm scrambling to find uh, personal finance educator and consumer advocate. I just know you as Kelly Keane. That's
2: perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. I was
1: positive I turned you on. There That's you perfect. Go. That's yeah, perfect. Go. It's all good. All right. So we were talking now about... Now you turned me off. Oh, sorry about that. Get well, it to, you you, know the you even work. put on your glasses before we came back from break. I know, but I just Come see a on. bunch of blue and white lights. I'm, just, I'm playing whack-a-mole over here yeah. with these things. Generally, it works out. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. So speaking of generally working out, we've gotten rid of the frauds now. Yeah. Uh, now we're just talking to uh, an investment counselor. How do, how do uh, what's next? How do I know what products I want? How do I know?
2: <sighs> it's, uh, you know, I'm, and I'm sighing because it was an entire chapter for my last book. It was that complex that I had to write an entire chapter to try to say, this is what designation this person has, and this is maybe what product they're gonna sell you here. And the reality is, okay, so if we're talking, we were talking before the break about certified financial planners, Mm -hmm. let's just kind of take them for a second. They could be fee only. So they don't actually represent... That was the
1: conversation I had with the guy from the bank. Yeah, so they This could is be, where we had the conversation. They could be
2: fee-only. So they represent no product or service. Right. And now, why would you want... So they're going to charge by the hour or by the plan, okay? So it could be a couple hundred bucks an hour. It could be two to ten grand for a plan, depending on the complexity of it. Why would you want to do that? Let's say you don't want them to be biased uh, on any product or service. Let's say that you're a young person that doesn't have any money to invest. So the other way that a certified financial planner would charge is based on assets that you bring in. And the complaint we get a lot of times on your show is, no one wants to deal with me because I you have no have money. Right. And, I, I mean, unfortunately, yes, they they keep raising their minimums. Everybody's, so they
1: dictate. Not. They
2: dictate or their institution if they work for okay. a bank. Bank or a proprietary shop, so that could be one way. So that's a question when you're talking to someone: How and what do you charge? Okay, how so you hang you charge?
1: on, Kelly King. Yes. So I've got children. Okay. And I've got a child who runs a business, and I've got a child who's in university. Yeah. And I've got two down in Calgary that have somehow, despite me, done quite well for themselves. Amazing. Okay, so I had the conversation with both of my kids the other day about take. 50 bucks or or 5% or 10%, pick a figure, I don't care what it is. Any money comes into your hands, take 10% of that, put it in a savings account, Uh, when that saving account hits a thousand, now put that into something. Right, right. So they did it. Good, good. But when they got to the thousand they couldn't interest anyone in taking that thousand yeah. dollars Yeah. so I'm because and I don't know the numbers but I said listen when you're my age you'll be a, a bazillionaire yeah exactly you know living on the island that I wanted to live on if yeah. you do it my way and now they're kind of calling BS on it because right. they got to that thousand they don't know what to do with the thousand yeah. bucks and when we have People who say, "Well, I don't have enough in assets," I think almost everybody can't they scrape together a thousand bucks? So for all the people with a thousand bucks, no you go one's with seeing them exactly. Yeah. So what do you do?
2: Yeah. So um, there's a lot of options. You might just stay with the bank. You might deal with a junior person that is willing to take you on because they're building their business. And really, at the end of the day, if you're just starting out, why not work with someone who's starting out? Sure. Because you don't need complex estate planning. There's and not a plan. huge risk. Uh, yeah, th- yeah. Exactly. And it's not a lot of money. One might say, think about working with your bank, especially when you're younger, because you're going to need a, a credit card from them and a car loan and all of this. And they look at that. So, do you maybe want to build a relationship with a bank while you're starting out until it gets to the 50,000 or 100,000 that's going to attract one of these people. There's robo-advising, that a lot of the younger
1: folks love. robo that,
2: Yeah, so the Wealth simples, the Nest Wealth, the Wealth Bar, the all of that I don't know what
1: you're saying right now. What do those words mean? <laughs> okay. And I'm a younger guy, and yeah. I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying.
2: Okay, wonderful. So, um, and I don't represent any of these products right. or services, but I do invest in some of them myself. So um, the thought is that uh, s- some people um, don't want to pay these high fees or, or feel that active trading, if it's a stockbroker or a mutual fund manager, that they don't beat the index anyway. Uh, so it used to be very tough to kind of invest on your own and buy these things mm-hmm. and you needed a lot of money and then came mutual funds. But the criticism was they're expensive because the hidden fees within eat away. Okay. Robo advisors, you go online, you answer a bunch of questions of what your income is, your experience, what, and they recommend what you should go in. The decision's done. That's it. You're not inter- They're rebalancing for you. They're doing all of that. Really?
1: Yeah. It's what about buying stocks online?
2: OK, if I, I have a lot of very good friends on on Bay Street and Wall Street that are incredibly smart and have like have computer systems and assistants and everything, and I would still be like, what was your return? What I. If you know your industry really well, I mean, Warren Buffett's kind of rule of thumb was invest in like, you know, 80% rock solid foundation kind of st- stuff. And then if you want to pay, play with 10 or 20 or 5% or something, fine, go do that. But for most people, uh, do you have the knowledge, the skills, the computer equipment, okay. the, everything to buy sure. the stocks so on you're, your own?
1: Well, you're talking about whether or not you're going to get a suitable return or whether or not right. there's a better place to put your money. I'm asking, is there a legitimate website to do that that you can recommend if somebody had... To the, buy stock? Yeah, yeah the, your bank's discount
2: brokerage. Your bank's discount brokerage would have, you know, without naming any names, almost all the banks out there have some type of a discount brokerage or something of that sort where you can that actually you just go
1: online select. yourself and...
2: Yeah, you probably have to talk to someone with those. Yeah. Um, that's also the... I think some of the popularity with the robo-advising is is younger folks, and some folks just don't want to talk to anybody. Like They don't want to go into a bank. Well, they don't want to alone. see anyone.
0: They I don't. want to do this, though. It sounds I as easy too. as getting an insurance well, quote and, and, for a car. And, and here's the
2: disclaimer. Here's <laughs> yeah. a disclaimer that um, it may or may not be right for you. You have to also keep in mind this doesn't replace advice. When we talk about financial planning, your investments are one piece of the pie. Right. What about insurance if you're a young family? Do you have adequate life insurance? How about critical illness insurance? How about a will, power of attorney, your tax plan? Do you go into an RSP or a TFSA? You can see where there's still need for a human being, right. but if we're just talking about the $1,000 in the investment, maybe that's a something for you know your kids to consider.
0: So then my understanding is robo-advising then will say, this is what you could or should do with your money as kind of a placeholder until you go see someone in person? No, not at all. It can
2: totally replace it. But just all I'm saying is that that's one piece of your financial pie. Right. If it's with a human or it's with an online service, remember there's more to your life than that. Yeah. But if you're just like, you know, you have simple needs and you want to tie this up and kind of make some money on it, you're going to go through, you're going to click, and there you go. And then the thing too with them is make sure they do the automation. And with anyone listening, automate it. And anyone listening as well, open up an account even if you don't have a dollar to your name, if you don't have one dollar to your name, that's going to seep into your subconscious. Go to a bank, go anywhere, open something, automate it so it's coming out automatically like okay. a bill. Don't think you're going to, you know, at the end of the remember day, remember to go budget every month or, and write uh, exactly. Ride, okay. Make gotcha. sure it's coming out.
1: Yeah, uh, we're up against the clock here, but you can stick around. Right? Uh, you betcha. Okay, yeah. we'll do that. Uh, more with Kelly Keene coming up in the next half hour.
0: The six thirty, Chad, afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two. On 630CHAD.